Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast, episode number 95 for Wednesday, December 21st, 2016. Greetings, folks, and welcome. Gab, the podcast by, for, and about weekend warriors just like, well, us here in Durham, New, <laughs> here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. Here in Las Gatas, California, Paul Kent. How you doing, Mr. Kent? Good, man. It's the last week of, uh, of uh, before Christmas. Yeah, that's right. We got family in, we got stuff going on, got some fun gigs to end the year. Reflecting back, nine, this is 94 episodes we've been doing this thing, man. Yeah, I know. By the time people hear this, you and I will have finished ninety five. Fantastic! I know it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good year. It's been uh, you know a year of a lot of music and a lot of discovery. And um, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of nostalgic, a little melancholy, very reflective. Um, good good time to talk to my buddy about music. It is. It's all yeah. I I agree. It's been uh, well. I mean, we can look at the the music side of 2016 in a lot of different ways and. Um, some of it's been great and some of it's been sad. We've lost, we've lost a lot of great musicians this year, but very tough. we still have their music. So we really haven't lost all of them, which is good. I think 2016 been a weird year that way, you know, like musicians that have transcended time and life certainly have left us, but you're right. They've left us with the gifts of incredible music. And a lot of them, you know, like that last Bowie album is crazy, man. Yep. You know, they left us with maybe some of their best stuff. And, um, we look forward to what 2017 is going to bring. Hey, I was thinking, man. Yeah. You know, the holidays are coming up and I know what you look like in a big fat red suit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I think I'm going to suit up with you here and maybe we can, um, you know, Santa Dave and Santa Paul. We should leave our listeners. We should leave our friends out there playing music with some good gifts to get them ready for next year. What do you think? I like it. Oh yeah, and and anything's fair game. It doesn't have to just be tangible stuff, right? This can absolutely be conceptual. Okay, I like it. Yeah, so Santa Dave and Santa Paul's rock and roll Christmas wishes. Christmas wish list. I like it. All right. All right. So, um, uh, what do we start with? Well, I'm going to say here's where it starts. It all starts with chemistry so the first thing i would leave under the tree for my fellow musicians is that your band finds that place where there's a vibe running between you that makes what you do two three-piece band four-piece band five-piece band whatever it is that the sum of your parts is greater than the individual and that uh, you you create something unique because of the people that are in it so chemistry something that transcends making a band a collection of individual players to something that is created by a group of like minds Chemistry is the first thing that I would leave under the tree for my fellow musicians. What do you think of that? Uh, it yes, it's uh, it's interesting you bring that up as the first thing because uh, we just when I say we, I mean fling. Really, sadly, it was fling minus one because of the unfortunate timing of a snowstorm. But uh, but fling spent the weekend. It uh, basically what what one could call a, a band retreat or you know a band sleepover. Uh, my my buddy Aaron has a, a actually a beach house. Not too far from here. He's our keyboard player. And uh, he invited all of us up for the weekend. It was actually only supposed to be Saturday night. But given that snow was coming uh, here on Saturday morning, we all went up late on Friday night. I actually had a gig 
I did have gigs this weekend. I, I played those uh, those theater shows, and mm. uh, it was and those were fine. It was nice to like leave the second one. It's tough doing doing a, a sub gig because you know there's no way I'm going to get it right, you know, perfectly. Um, so it's like I finished the second one and I was like, okay, I really want a third, you know, <laughs> so I can really get this right. But after that, we went up there and uh, and spent. Uh, Spent two nights and a day just hanging out as a band. We actually went for a hike in the snow um, around Ogunquit, Maine, and just played some music in Aaron's living room and played Cards Against Humanity and went out for a nice dinner and, you know, drank some beer and had some fun. It was great. It was, it, um, Fling's been a band for more than 10 years now. So it's, uh, it was, it was, it, it, we have chemistry, but but those kinds of things, I feel like you know you can you can do stuff like that to increase the chemistry. the the uh, the onstage time is only one part of it. It is so a band retreat is uh, something we can wish for everybody. Right? Yeah, I think I, I I would I can't wait to go on my next one. I mean, my family gives me in, like endless grief thus far about it, as do the families of our of my bandmates because they're like, that's, hey, that's ridiculous. You guys went on a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> You're grown men. Like, yeah. We're, but we're musicians. So we get a we, pass. Yeah. So my band has done. I mean, you and I have had ways. sleepovers. It's yes, fine. we have, you know, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's nothing. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> my band kind of does this in a different way. We, we will grab a meal together in different groups, yeah. you know, that type of thing. But also like our rehearsals. So we rehearse at Nick's house and people kind of get there early and just kind of chill, you know, get a cocktail and relax for a while. They stay a little bit late. So there's a very communal feeling. And just back to my original point, this changes music. Like a great musician can walk into almost any situation. You know, a great musician, by definition, is going to be a great listener and, you know, can can collaboratively create music with other people. That's that's one type of skill. Sure. But I would say that that for the kind of the semi-professional mode, this is one of the great gifts of making music is truly the sum of the parts is greater than any of the individuals, right? It's, it's That is something that anyone can achieve by harnessing the power of making music with people that you like. Something better happens. You know, like I said, a great musician, a professional musician will walk into any room and we'll collaborate and there's a sense of collaboration and, you know, that's what they do. But that's, you know, when you get to that level of, of performance or, 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 or chops, but um, something that's there for every band, no matter what level it is, yep. you are better if your band has chemistry. And well, so, yeah, I mean, it, of course, you know, being able to, it, it, it develops so many things, right? Trust. Um, but, but just that, that that sort of that that vibe that runs through all of you when you're playing on stage, like, you know, like I know that guy. It's not just I'm playing music with that guy and I've experienced both of these things. Right. You know, uh, in the last week doing the show with the uh, with the theater people. I mean, I got to know them and one of them I knew coming in, but the other two were like brand new people. And it turns out one of them, uh, uh, the the uh, Woodwinds player, she and I grew up on the same street, believe it or not, and and hadn't met, which is weird. But uh, <laughs> down in like Connecticut, you know, four hundred miles away or something. But yeah. uh, but you know, you develop, you begin to develop some of that rapport. But but intentionally, sort of making it happen, uh, it pays dividends, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right, Santa Dave, reach into your big rock and roll bag of tricks, and what do you pull out next? Uh, you know, the thing for me that's that's important 
it's so important is good sound. Good sound everywhere. Good sound on stage. Good sound for the crowd. Good sound in rehearsal. Just good sound everywhere. And I sometimes I'm a jackass about it, but I feel like it pays huge dividends because it just makes you happy when you can hear. And it's not just about being happy. It's about being able to hear your fellow musicians and react to what they're doing or at the very least know where they are so that if there's, you know, if there's a problem, you can you can course correct. But also just that, you know, for improvisation and things like that, to be able to lock in and blending harmonies, all that stuff. Good sound trumps pretty much. I, I, I'm glad you started with band chemistry, because to me, that's actually the only thing that's more important than good sound is actually mm-hmm. enjoying the people that you're doing it, that you're creating music with, right? But but the, the a very close second, but definitely a second, you know, not an equal for me is is good sound. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So so you know this this gift of good sound. This is half discipline, half half diligence. You know, like yep. willing to stick at it. You know, until you get good sound. It it, it is kind of the thing where as a band you got to insist on it. I think, you know, and I'll give you a really good example. Sure. Nick in my band is very particular. <laughs> I, I noticed that when I played with you. <laughs> he's, he's particular about the frequencies that are tuned in his particular monitor. Yep. He also is, um, has, like you, he has background in sound. I often don't know what to ask for. So I go for good enough, you know, yep. enough to hear. But I think, you know, part of this gift of sound we want to leave everybody is encouraging them to have the diligence to want to, you know, A, want to get it right. B, want to learn how to get it right. Those are two different things. Like, yes. you know, desiring it to be, you know, good sound, you know, that should be a given. But also improve your chops to learn how to understand. And, you know, maybe you could you could kind of dabble on that for a second here. If you're not a sound engineer, like I, I use terms with Bill, like it sounds kind of boxy. Sure. Or, you know, it sounds kind of thin, right? Nick says... Turn down 110. Yeah. Can I get a couple of 2K? Maybe you can kind of share a little bit about what can the kind of neophyte, like the person who's a musician, but not a sound guy. How do you learn to talk to a sound engineer? How do you learn to get what you need in order to achieve good sound? Yep. No, this is this is the key, right? Because you, you, of of course, I I mean, I I don't want to speak in in general terms, but I think pretty much everybody listening to this show wants good sound. I, I, that might be an okay generalization. Like I think you're fair there. I've never heard a musician say, "God, it sounds too good." <laughs> yeah, you make know? it sound worse. <laughs> Can you make it sound worse? Actually, I have. I've heard people say, "My monitor's too loud." Right. I hear myself too much. I guess that could be construed as it sounds too good. But but no, you know, we all want it to sound the way we want it to sound. And the so, only yeah. time you would actually hear that, that term is when it's your sound guy mixing the opening band. That's the only time. You <laughs> might hear that. Yeah. Can you turn up the suck knob a little bit? <laughs> You're right. right. Um, but yeah, so the, the trick, it, well, I, I can only share personal experience, uh, but the, what I would recommend is take some time on your own or with the band. Right. I mean, but, but this is time that's not, reserved for certainly not playing a gig, but also not reserved for rehearsing your, your material or anything like that. So either alone or if, if the entire band wants to do it great, because getting good sound is a team sport, right? The, the more the entire band understands and shares the same goal, both sort of generally and specifically, the easier it's going to be to get there. Right. But, um, you know, sitting down with a PA with a graphic equalizer, 
or or a parametric equalizer if you if you want. Graphics just a little bit easier to to start with. Oh, now I'm I'm firmly in the never use graphic, always use para camp. Just cause <laughs> it's, well, it's just simpler. It's easier. To, it's quicker. Is what it is. But you got to know a little bit going it. Um, sit down with a graphic equalizer, a microphone, and a speaker. Be very careful with the volume knob because you're almost intentionally going to create feedback doing this. So, you know, we don't want to hear about anybody killing their ears, Uh, but start, you know, just talking into the microphone and adjusting the graphic EQ. You could do it by playing music and, and turning off all the microphones, you know, playing like recorded music and turning off all the mics. And that will sort of get you there. Um, and certainly avoid feedback p- potential, but I, I really feel like in order to, to get a sense of what works on stage and all of that, you really just need to be using a live microphone. So, you know, and, and, and doing kind of the things that, that you hear Nick talking about, right? I want more hundred K. I want less hundred K or not hundred K, uh, hundred Hertz, uh, less hundred Hertz and just experimenting and learning where those, uh, sounds that you don't like and do like are, and just getting a, a sense. It's almost like learning how to hear if your instrument is out of tune. You might not have perfect pitch. Most of us don't, but you can certainly learn when to hear like, Ooh, that doesn't sound right. Okay. Well, what does that mean? You know, and the same with harmonies, right? You can learn to hear whether something's sharp or flat, even if you don't have perfect pitch, it's out of tune. And And the same kind of thing with sound, just the more experience you have with it, uh, and the more time you spend, you'll start to learn, oh, yeah, okay, you know, 1K starts to sound like boxy to me. Okay, great. So, because boxy might be bo- be a different thing for each person. It's going to be mostly in that kind of middle there. But, you know, it starts to sound honky. Or if you're hearing a little bit of ring up top, is that 2K, 4K, or 6K, right? And and those are those are helpful things to know. Um and, and really, the only way you know is just by experimenting a little bit. Now, the difference between today and when I learned how to do this is I sat in my basement with my band's PA and did exactly what I just described. But I had to guess it at all because all I had was this little EQ and, and learning about all that. Now, if you've got an iPhone, and I'm sure these apps exist for Android, Android too, but there's, a, um, there's an app called RTA Lite, and I'll put it in the show notes. It, RTA stands for real-time analyzer. Now your mixer, especially your digital mixer, I know all the, the Mackie ones that we talk about, the DL series Mackie ones now have uh, real-time analyzers right on the screen with the EQ, which makes it super easy because <laughs> you can see where, spe- where, where spikes are. It's, it's essentially a visual representation laid out like a graphic equalizer, but showing you what what frequencies are are coming out now there's going to be some level at almost every frequency but you can sort of see where the spikes are and and if you're hearing feedback that makes it really easy you just see where the spike is and you drop it um but that's that's really that's the advice i have is just spend a little time you know i mean probably 15 minutes will get you completely to another level if you've done nothing along these lines and and that's great advice yeah so there you go all right, so the gift of good sound is what we wish for all you guys. But help yourself, help your own case. You know, there are those nights when sound will just be nirvana and magic will happen because the, the stars have lined up. But take control of your own destiny. Improve your chops with regards to understanding how to talk to a sound guy, how to get what you want in your monitors and get what you want in your mains yeah. and uh, and have great sound. All right, I'm going to reach into Santa Paul and Santa Dave's bag. Oh, look, this one has some nice shiny wrapping paper on it. And the gift is... A fan base. I wish all the bands out there 
that they get this loyal fan base that comes to their shows, that supports them, that, uh, you know, lets them know that they appreciate the music that they're creating for them. You have a fan base. You're kind of writing your own ticket with regards to club gigs. You're, you know, opening the doors to other kinds of financial upsides. You know, um, one thing I'm thinking about for the House Rockers next year is what's known as four-walling it. I'm thinking we, we might have enough fans and enough extension of fans that we can hold our own shows if I can find a good venue and then you get to keep all the money and uh and you know you could have a little bit of a better payday if that's what is important to you but you know a fan base is is the secret sauce in so many ways that can make your life better like I said it it is kind of your ticket to success in club dates or festival dates if you do those types of things if you are a draw people come out and other people are going to make money off of your your fans because you're going to sell them beer or, or whatever it may be. Um, you're you're going to be in more demand. But you know, to me, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot at the end of the year. Fan base is, you know, when when it gets difficult, you know, when when you're not getting enough gigs, or you know, when you're just kind of frustrated. When you see little notes from people that says, "Man, I love what you guys do." I had a you know, I was I was having a bad night, and I went to see you guys, and you know, turn things around. That stuff reminds you that playing music for people is like one of the most amazing public services you can perform and uh you know your fans can pull you through often and it's a very meaningful thing it really you know that that time that you spend rehearsing that time you spend you know improving yourself when you get that connection that you have changed someone's life because you put some music out in the air that's a very 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 amazing thing so i wish for many reasons business reasons social reasons the gift of a fan base is something i would love to have here uh, more of our listeners and and uh, and just more musicians. You earn them if you go out and you work hard and you do a good job. You earn it. You should be able to kind of be able to depend on on uh, an audience to kind of reinforce why you do what you do. And and I will um, obviously I agree with that. And and it's not just if I might be a little bit selfish for a minute here and put something <laughs> on my own Christmas list. Uh, it's not just fans of your music it's fans of anything you do like for example if you were to be someone who does a podcast we love it exactly what paul said about people you know telling you how great the music is and what it did we love it when we hear from you folks uh about anything and uh and it's it's great when you send in questions it's great when you send in gripes but it's also great when you send in hey i love what you guys are doing and we'd love to hear from you. So feedback sure. at giggabpodcast.com or visit us on Facebook, giggabpodcast.com slash Facebook. Join us over there. We really would love to hear from you. It Just like Paul said, it, it oftentimes that is the best fuel that any of us can get for the things that we do. So and uh, and I and I love it. And we and, and I, it goes it should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. We have an excellent amazing the best fan base here so it's uh, it's been really fun hearing from people all yeah. over the world santa dave you're just a little community leader that's just i love the way you tied those things together well you know it's like, like i said it's a little <laughs> selfish a little bit I, I gotta be honest about that but you know it's it's true it's how it is all right yeah. santa dave reach into the bag ah the groove my friend Ooh. that is that is where uh i feel the like magic? i transcend the physical world yeah. 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 
It's um, when you can lock in that groove and sometimes you can do it all by yourself. <laughs> uh, but it's even well, seriously, there's a joke there, but we're not going to. There hear. is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Self-gratification by groove. Uh, <laughs> Santa Dave. Santa Dave. Here I am. I'll be here all week. Um, yeah. When you can lock in with other players and it just, you know, the time feels like butter and the things just work and all of that. And it doesn't always happen, um, but you can make it happen. And I, you know, I, I was playing this theater gig, right? And there's no way that I could like forget about the music that I had to read, it, you know, two days doing the show. I didn't get any rehearsals with them. Like literally the first time I played the opening number was when in front of a full house, right? Um, because there was no rehearsal recording for it or anything. So I could have made one. I didn't. That That's a whole other show. Uh, and I caught myself. We were in the middle of, of one of the tunes. It was a pretty straight ahead tune. It was it was like a little um, soft shoe kind of, you know, and I was playing brushes and I thought, wait a minute, I can stop counting and reading. I know exactly where I am. Just relax and enjoy. And it was like, oh, yeah, right. I like playing. This isn't just like this mechanical thing that I have to do and follow this recipe and we'll make it to the end. And hopefully we don't lose anybody along the way. Right. Uh, you know, it was like, oh, no, take a minute. This is OK. Just enjoy. So you can sometimes the groove just happens and it's blissful. And, you, you know, sure. but you can be a little bit intentional about deciding I want the groove to happen. Now, you can't force it. In this sense, it was it was actually removing force from the equation for me, right? Where it was just like, no, you're just playing brushes. Like, just let it happen, man. And then it happened, right? And it was like everybody locked in and we all kind of shared a smile. It was like, oh, yeah, nice. The Sweet. gift of the groove is probably the biggest box that's under the tree, right? Because there is so many parts. We spend a, almost a whole episode on this. Yeah. And I've been reflecting on it a lot lately because – it is really what we're after when we play, right? It, it is um, it is that sense that it's happening greater than any one thing. You know, yeah. it, it is like, why does this sound so good? I'm hardly doing anything is, is usually the way you feel the groove, yep. right? How is this happening? It's so easy is when the groove is locked in. And we do a lot of things to battle the groove. We play too loud. We don't listen. We overplay. We you know don't allow any space into the things that we do. The groove is this organic you know beast that once you feed it, it takes over and it does its magic. But um, in an effort to go over, often uh, you know I would say semi-professional to less, and sometimes professional musicians do things that are against their own interest. You know, with regards to respecting the groove, and I would say those are the things: space, um, you know, not overplaying. Volume, you know, creating something that's cacophonous, um, playing in tune, um, right. you know, re relax. You know, even the most aggressive music, even you know, aggressive metal music, there is a groove in there. And if you watch, if you watch Metallica, oh yeah, those they, guys have a huge groove, right? And and it's 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 something they just. It is the pocket. It is it is yeah. that warm, you know, velvety, relaxing feeling that you know that if you get all the all the parts right, you can you can lay back in this beautiful, comfortable pocket and let the music do what it does. So that yeah, that gifted groove. I was thinking about this the other night because I'm playing so much acoustic music now, and I listen to a lot of James Taylor. So you know, you don't usually associate, associate singer songwriter stuff with groove. You don't usually think about that because you know. I'll, 
often it's there's no um, drums to it. But, um, you know, a lot of James Taylor does have drums. But my point is, is that just listening, you know, he's an incredible guitar player, acoustic guitar player, his phrasing and melody and these things fit together. And you listen to James Taylor, even though it's acoustic. See if your body is moving. Absolutely. It's got a groove. Oh, yeah. So the groove is 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 cuts across all religions. It cuts across all disciplines of music. Yeah. It is something that's there for everybody. And I've, I've felt is, I've felt the groove playing, you know, classical music. Right? right. I mean, it doesn't just have to be tunes with a backbeat either. It's it's that it's that sense of everything's just falling right where it's supposed to. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that really is is uh, to me where the where the groove is kind of the the essence of the groove. It's um, I, it you know I, I always come back to my favorite quote, uh, which which transcends. It's not just about music, although it came from one musician to another. Jaco Pastorius said it to a very young Peter Erskine, the drummer, when he joined Weather Report. He said, "Hey man, don't think, just concentrate." Mm. Yeah, easier said than done. I for mean, sure. For sure. <laughs> perhaps, you know, perhaps the most Zen phrase that's ever been uttered, but it's true. The best way I could kind of phrase this for, again, the kind of the semi-professional, you know, the weekend warrior guy, we get up and we've talked about those general business songs, those songs you can do almost anything to and people will like them and you will fool yourself into thinking you're a good band because people are liking these songs that everybody likes. <laughs> right. But I think that the, one of the great pieces of advice all musicians can, can remind each other uh, is that there is this Holy grail of musical communication that when you reach it, the groove is in charge. You are not in charge anymore. You are merely a, a, a moving cog in the great karmic existence of the groove and uh, it can happen in any type of music you have to desire the groove though you can't you can't uh, insist i love the movie um bull durham and there's a scene in bull durham where um where bull durham where uh the catcher goes out and talks to the pitcher and uh, the pitcher says i want to throw i want to show my heat and and the catcher says he's gonna hit he's a fastball hitter he's gonna hit your heat out of the park and the guy says you haven't seen my heat and that's kind of what I think it is. I think it is with musicians. Like you haven't heard my solo. You haven't heard my tone. You haven't heard, you know, like, you know, the, the, the goal of the groove is to, is to get to that, that Holy grail where the karmic existence takes over and the sum of your parts all of a sudden starts transcending everything. And so desire the groove seek, seek it. Yeah. I got one more. All right. Yeah. Reaching into the bag, we've we've emptied out the bag with some good stuff here, but um, kind of a fun one. It's a little box. It's kind of shiny, but it is a great gift. And what I wish for all the people who listen to us is the gift of reasonable booking people. Oh yeah. You you know if you're playing music for someone else, someone is deciding whether to hire you or not. So we open up this box, and it could be, it could be. A club owner who truly likes music and you know and and wants the bands to be invested. It could be, it could be the bride's mom who um, comes to you and realizes that you're going to make her daughter's day ever more special by playing the wedding. Not do this, do that, do this. Like people who respect that you're engaging with at least semi-professionals, and we're going to have a conversation that is respectful. And um, and values what you do that that me engaging you to to bring music 
into my home or wedding or club or festival or concert series or whatever it may be. That is a a win-win situation. I want you here because your music is going to do something wonderful for my, for my environment and you want to be here because it's a good place to play. So the gift, again, it's a little gift. It's way in the back of the it's tree. A, it's a big, I don't know. It, it's, it's the one that you open and you're like, Ooh, you, like, <laughs> like you're, you're, you, you weren't expecting it. You didn't put it on the list. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, you thought of me like that. That's the yeah. kind of gift. Yeah. 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 So reasonable booking people, the ability to have just a, a grown up conversation. It. It's just adults, the, really. Right. <laughs> yeah. the exchange of my musical services for your compensation yep. is something we're both happy with. Both feel like we won. Both are doing what we're supposed to do in this equation. And uh, and we can shake hands and, and do it again and again and again. Right. And uh, and you get that, you know, can you I know, all the. Good. I, I have a I, John Donahue, who's the the singer in Monkey Fist, also in Chafed. Whenever Chafed plays, but he also works for for us at Backbeat Media. We were talking this morning. He played a gig last night. Uh, he sat in with a, a friend who normally does a, a single acoustic act, but Matt's voice wasn't too great. So he asked John, you know, he, I don't know, it's cold or something. And so he asked John to come and sing with him. And John's like, oh, we made a ton of money. We got a bunch of tips. The guy actually extended the gig at the end of the night because he want you know, people were having fun and he just paid us again. And, and, uh, and he, you know, and he, and John said, and, and, you know, he comped our food and our drinks. And I've always wondered why. If I have advice for 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 people who do booking, club owners, man, managers, whatever the 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 scenario is, comping it, unless a band is truly going overboard, you know, with I mean, if they're ordering the lobster and they've got ten glasses of scotch, that's one thing, right? But you know, for a band that that orders a couple of beers and a burger for each guy, comping the food makes such a it's such a nice touch. And it really is the thing that says, yeah, I want to go back and play there again. I know you're paying, you know, whatever it is, the hundred bucks a man or maybe more, right? Whatever, whatever that number is. But it generally for a restaurateur in a scenario like that, it costs you almost nothing to do this. And, and it's such a nice touch. And what you get out of it is like, if, if you don't, it's fine. And, and you might have professional musicians that are just going to be pros no matter what. Um, but you walk into a place like I, I play some places where they don't comp the food. I play some places where they do. And for whatever reason, those places where they do, I walk in there and I go out of my way to make sure that not only it's a good show from my perspective, but a good show from their perspective. I'm always like, no, you know what? Let's spend an extra two minutes before we, you know, uh, stop our setup. Let's let's retweak the the mains and just make sure the EQ's right and we're getting the spread of the sound right. I mean, there's it, there's always for whatever reason in me, and it seems like in and at least around here, my fellow musicians, that incentivizes us to just do so much more because it becomes this personal relationship that's more than just yep i know we agreed we're going to come and play music for three hours you're going to give us whatever you know whatever we agreed to you know in terms of the the money and and then we're done and everything's good like that's the adult conversation and that's wonderful because it doesn't always happen but adding and i know it's ridiculous but feeding someone is a noble thing uh-huh. and it re- i really i don't know why uh maybe it's that i'm shallow and just a hungry guy but uh but I like, you know, it, it, it's a huge touch for me. It, what it tells me, it's like, I guess it's more of a litmus test. It tells me, okay, this is going to be a scenario where we all treat each other well. 
I don't know. That's what it. That's what it well, it's something that someone who has food can do, and you know, it's an extension of faith. It's an extension of yeah. goodwill, and uh, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's a goodwill extension, exactly. And it it comes back in spades, whether you know it or not. Right? There's a lot of things that we musicians can do at every gig to make sure that things go really well, you know, not cutting set times, like right at the, the, you know, right at the number, we might play an extra song or two, like that kind of stuff just sort of happens naturally in most scenarios where it's like, Oh yeah, well, you know what? Let me get your dinner. That's fine. You know, and especially if it's just a burger and a beer or two or whatever, it's like, you know, I just, yeah. 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 So this is my my last gift is is the gift of uh, getting to deal with reasonable booking people, paying, compensating people, you know, but even the compensation thing, you know, uh, that's what we ultimately hope for if you're in this to make money. But respect, I think, is a basic thing. And the idea that it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, set up in the corner over there. These are the people that we'd like to have less of in our life and more of the people like we're so happy you're here. Yeah. You know. You know, the expression of mutual goodwill, I think, is the essence of what you would want from uh, from good booking contacts. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Mutual goodwill. That's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only have one thing. I mean, I could come up with a million things, but I, I have I, there is one thing that I want to make sure we don't uh, we don't miss, Paul. And that is. Beautiful harmonies. If you're a vocal band and, and I know we have some listeners who are instrumental bands. And so, you know, I'm talking about. Beautiful vocal harmonies. It um, it doesn't always happen. Just because it happens once doesn't mean it's going to happen again. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of work. It takes some magic. Not everybody can blend together. But, um, man, when it happens, it, you know, I talked about the groove being that thing that transcends the physical world. The, the, the harmonies are like the icing on that cake for me. Vocal uh, harmony is still something that, that- – any person listening to music reacts to, you know, it is true. Yeah. Vocal harmony communicates friendship. Vocal harmony communicates beauty in an interesting way. Uh, vocal harmony is, is if you can say the groove is instrumentally their Nirvana, beautiful harmony is, is another element of the musical uh, dictionary that, um, that changes things, right? Like a great lead singer, you know, who puts on a great show certainly is certainly a, a powerful impact. But, you know, nobody doesn't like the, the way the Eagles sing, right? You know, you listen to that. <laughs> and he did it without to, auto-tune, man. Right. I mean, you just listen to that and, and it puts something out into the ether that changes life, right? It, it just you, – you pay attention to vocal harmonies. You smile when you hear beautiful vocal harmonies. It is, it is something that you give a gift of music when you can achieve it. And you're right. Some people are very natural and it just happens. Some people are very schooled musicians and, and can make it happen. Uh, and some people have to work hard. It is attainable to everybody. I'm, I'm you know, very much an example of this. I continue to work hard at my ear and, and – um, and blending and tone and how to control my vocal instrument. All these things are, they don't come easy to me. And I know a lot of people who, I know a lot of people who it comes easy to. I know a lot of people who studied their butts off to learn how to make it happen. And other people just work their butts off. I'm kind of in that last count. It is, it is a very rewarding thing. I sing in a vocal harmony group, you know, with Steve and Mary Ellen. And uh, I have learned, I mean, every, every, every musical endeavor I have teaches me something, but learning, about the chemical or mechanical components of contributing to harmony has been one of the greatest joys of the past couple of years for me. And you're right. It, you know, harmony is, 
is a musical gift you give the world. It just changes it changes the way people hear things. You know, yes. harmonies can be dark, harmonies can be bright, harmonies can be happy, harmonies can be um, you know mysterious. Uh, but it is a musical element that you put out into the universe that um, that just just makes the world better. It's true. It's true. But, you know, I've, I've been doing these gigs with with uh, Amanda and we played last Wednesday. And for whatever reason, neither one of us was uh, up to par vocally, just in terms of our range. I think it was the weather combined with the heat in the place really kind of dried us out. So she wasn't able to hit the, the she got raspy when she went up high. I, I certainly got raspy when I went up high. And for whatever reason, because of that, we started kind of re uh, not just going to where we normally go. For, like, for example, a, a tune like Take It Easy. Now, she sings that capoed up on the fourth fret. So we're singing that song in B. I don't I said it before. I don't want to do the math and learn what the harmony is that I'm singing when I sing above her. But I couldn't hit it the other night. I tried and it was like, oh, I'm just, just not going to happen. So I wound up going underneath her and. um we wound up doing that for a bunch of tunes. And after like the second or third time of doing it, we looked at each other. I was like, okay, this is where we should be living here. Uh-huh. Cause you know, she's got kind of a lower voice, you know, but we always it, it separately, but now together we've joked, you know, she sings like a guy. I sing like a girl. So this, this like blend, it became this, we only did one or two uh, Fleetwood Mac tunes, but it was that, that sort of that Buckingham, um, why can't I? The Knicks, uh, you know, huh? kind of it was that t- sort of blend. And when it happened, we were like, oh, holy crap. So it is, it, you know, it doesn't matter how, how, where you have experience outside. You know, every group needs to find their vocal home. And and sometimes it's going to be like butter right out of the gate because sort of everybody's default position is where it needs to be. And sometimes it takes work. Sometimes it takes a crap ton of work. And it doesn't matter how good you are. You know, it helps to be good, but it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's um good harmony under the tree. Good harmony under the tree, man. Yeah. I feel like I got, that's it. You you got one I got, All right. I got well, I just got I just want to throw a couple things in the stockings for people. You know, guitar players, new strings, drummers, new heads and new sticks, you know, all the little things that you need in order to sound your best. A lot of the stuff like to me, new strings are the are the the biggest difference maker in your sound. And, you know, this is an inexpensive way. So taking care of having good gear that works, having, you know, all the little um, uh, replaceable things in your in your arsenal up to snuff. I think, uh, you know, I can throw those in people's stockings just because you need those on an everyday basis. And, you know, it's kind of the, the last little piece of the puzzle. You know, if, if your if your gear is in good working order, sounding great, you're going to enjoy playing it more. It's true. And I, I would add to that, not just the the stuff that you need, like sticks and heads and, and those things that obviously make a make a difference in how your instrument sounds, but also the gift of time. Spend some time with your instrument and and f- fix all those little things that, you know, tighten all the little nuts and, and like yeah. all those little things that make a difference. Uh, you know, for us drummers, it, it's not only is it things that that buzz and rattle because they're not quite tightened down, but you only hear them in the middle of a gig. And so you think, well, I can't fix it now, you know, but like take a little bit of time and go through your stuff. And, uh, you know, guitar players, I always see like the, the as a as a spectator on an on stage spectator. The thing I see guitar players struggle with a lot is the 
you know, the uh, the where you your jack where the cable goes in. Right. It, it's just like seems to be a source of constant frustration. <laughs> like, all right, take whatever it is. Maybe it's a half hour. You got to take the screws out of the thing and just get in there and maybe put a lock nut in or a lock washer in whatever it takes. Make that thing work. And, and so it's not going to give you any trouble on stage. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's all I got, Paul. This is good, man. I think it's a good tree. If I'm a musician, I'd love everything with that tree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, thank you for listening. Let us know, though. Like, what do you want? Visit us on Facebook. We said it before, giggabpodcast.com slash Facebook or email us. Feedback at giggabpodcast. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's all I got. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah, I just want to wish. Yeah. Happy holidays, brother. I just want to wish everybody out there peace, health, music, and always be performing. Ha <laughs> ha.